Hello and welcome to another episode of Pop Culture by Volume, your source for booze, alcohol, and pop culture news. I'm Daniel, coming at you live. Uh, I'm Zach, coming at you secondly live. <laughs> and uh, this week we're bringing you a review of gin. We have four lined up. We're starting a little sip of Beef Eater, Beef Eater. as our baseline. It's fine. Clack, clack, clack of the glass. And we'll be discussing... Uh, the FX Hulu series The Old Man, starring Jeff Bridges. He recently finished that, and uh, we have some thoughts about it. Uh, but first, the the gin. This is a an exciting turn of events. Zach, <laughs> you, you were not a gin drinker up until no. former gin hater. Gin hater. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Forever, I'd always disliked it. Yeah. And then uh, recently, I decided to give it another shot, uh-huh. and it was much better than I remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I have been a recent convert. Yeah. And then, yeah, what about, what better drink to drink than the old man drink of gin? Yeah, gin gin and tonic on a hot day here in Los Angeles. It's 80... 88 or something, 88? Right? humid. Yeah, a real feel of like 90 or so. Yeah. So this past weekend was... The hot one. Hot and humid. I was in like Hawaii. It was the not enjoyable. Yeah, I was like, I walked outside. And I, I didn't. I didn't know what happened. Um, so, uh, beef eater is a kind of a standard. Yeah, go to m- middle middle shelf. Yeah, gin. I I like gin. I enjoy gin. Drink it uh, fairly regularly. I daily. I have no. Com- Every morning starts <laughs> off with the no complaints of gin. about this one. Yeah, I just pour it out in my my cereal. What I always used to dislike it was like that dirt taste feeling. Not uh-huh. feeling, but the taste. Yeah. Um, which this one doesn't have as much, but it's a little there um, like at the, the back end. Sure. Especially if you're getting it at a bar and you're just getting a well. Oh, gin. that's true. Who knows what it is? Probably it not. It came gonna, out of a well. Probably not going to be the best. This one's, uh, yeah. It's serviceable. Yeah. Um, I think as the ice melts, it takes the edge off of yeah. anything sharp that the beef eater might have and the tonic water yeah it's, it's doing its job it's refreshing and i'm getting uh lightly inebriated as we go so <laughs> i wonder though what more can you ask for if gin t- gin and tonic or gin tonic as some people call it gnt gnt or just gt some people take out the n i've noticed oh um it's too hip for me if it was meant to be like a medicine or home remedy because it uh, was because right? of, because of all the botanicals in it well in the gin but the tonic has doesn't all of the tonic have quinine, or is that just some? Is that just Fever Tree brand as part of their thing, their gimmick? Well, I think traditionally that it should, and that's what defines tonic as tonic. Uh huh. So like yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure out of the, the, the bug, horse and yeah, buggy. yeah, he was just uh, trotting around with a <laughs> with his tonic with a barrel sloshing around <laughs> full of his snake oil and tonic. <laughs> his tonic, yeah. Uh, cures all a manner of maladies and uh, misdemeanors. Yeah. So it, really, the, it shouldn't w- count as a. It's like a medicine, right? Uh, not, like a home not, remedy not these days. Oh, uh, <laughs> a mother's little helper or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Takes the edge off. <laughs> Takes the edge off and the fever. Helps with the with the vapors and exactly and the tremors. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we're. Well, this is health research. I've never felt better. This is. It's like that. Um, that that Mads Mikkelsen movie. Why does that name sound familiar? Oh yeah, yeah. That's a great movie. The, the next round. Yes, or? based on the theory, and this is a true thing because I remember reading it in a in book prior to the movie actually, where we were born with just like a deficit of alcohol. Uh-huh. So we're supposed to drink to make up for that deficit and ha- hold that like equilibrium. Yeah, right. Which is what. They, they try to do right to different uh degrees of degrees success, of success yeah, yeah. yeah. One, one guy spoiler alert killed himself oh is that what happened i thought he just ruined his life i can't remember if he had uh, okay. there's that he guy died, on the huh? boat or something oh that's right because they have the funeral at the end yeah, and yeah, they yeah. drink some more at the end yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> we gotta keep going that's right i forgot he was the weak one <laughs> We knew we yeah. could beat him out. He couldn't. He couldn't keep the equilibrium. No, no. So that's that's all we're doing. We're just uh, we got inspired by the movie. And yeah, we're we're just, it's like you said, scientific purposes. So far, it seems to be working because I was it was a uh, Monday and I was a uh, you know dreadful <laughs> Monday. Drinking I was like, on Monday. I was uh, like Garfield over here. 
<laughs> you got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> and now I'm like Odie. Yeah, we got we got the lasagna in the oven. We're ready to go. <laughs> John is, won't be home for another four hours. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to date the, the vet. Is that who he's always after? I, I think it, it's always that one lady. Uh-huh. And I think in most instances, she is the Garfield's vet. Mm. Poor Arbuckle. <laughs> Can't catch a break. Yeah. All right, so The Old Man yeah. recently finished up seven episodes. Seven. Starring Jeff Bridges, John Lithgow. Yeah. Those are the, the two leads. The two Ollie, leads, yeah. Alia Shawcut, I believe I'm saying her name right. Yeah. Amy Brennan. Amy Brenneman. Uh, judging Amy. Of uh, Yeah, Judging Amy and... I don't know, is it Hiam Abbas? Like the wife oh, character? yes. And then uh, Pej Wadat is, as Hazmad. Well, young Hosmod, anyway. We should get into the Life. ages. Right, was her name Abby? Who? The, well, I guess the wife, the of, wife? of Hosmod and then later Dan. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, we can, we can talk about all that. So, uh, first impressions. Overall, what do you yeah. think of the season? Uh, it was all right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was one of those, like, I feel it started off strong. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, like, to compare it almost to, like, the bear. Like, the first three episodes, right, throw you right in. You're being yes. seeing him chased and beat up, and he's beating up people. Uh-huh. But then after the third episode, and they get more into the story and background, mm-hmm. I feel at that point it kind of, like, I don't know, it loses its uh, its momentum, and it got too, too much explanation for stuff that was already pretty clear from just watching the show. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It just kind of got flabby, like an old man, <laughs> towards towards the middle to the end, uh, and I think it lost some of that uh, the excitement of the first three episodes. Yes, I agree. What I found it entertaining overall. Yeah, he had some good performances. First three episodes very strong mm-hmm. because of the action sequences. You're wondering how Jeff Bridges, who at seventy two, at seventy two. <laughs> And uh, depending on when it was sh- shot, was yeah. going through chemotherapy. Had just finished chemotherapy, having lymphoma. Right. Got COVID for yeah. like a month. Was down and out for a while. And right. then to be doing these very intense fight sequences that seemed like it was him. I would imagine most of it, at least yeah, some of it. I don't know how many Jeff Bridge Bridges stunt doubles Body there doubles, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are in the world, but. Um, yeah, where it slowed down for me was probably after the second or third episode when they do the flashbacks, which mm-hmm. seem to yeah, be uh, really longer and, and more often throughout yeah. the episodes. And it kind of the whole series starts because uh, Jeff Bridges' character, Dan Former Chase, CIA operative, yeah, was in Afghanistan. Yeah. Double cross some guy. The uh, Soviet Afghan war. Right. And so we, we, or he was fighting for Afghanistan to right. fight off the Soviets. Worked with a, a warlord? I don't know what you. I think that, I mean, technically, yeah, he yeah. was one of the warlords of the area trying to take over uh, that, the, the country. The U.S. did not want him working with. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah, he ends up leaving the CIA to work off the grid with the. Old Hazmod, right? The, yeah, the warlord. The warlord, yeah. And Who he believes in. Right. As he's different. Betrays him. Yes. And then 30 years later, after he thinks all the business is done, yeah, the, the warlord comes back. Chickens for, come home to <laughs> roost. <laughs> and, and then all the flashbacks kind of explain What happened, the yeah, slowly. Right. Which I didn't really need. It's like, okay, he betrayed him. There's some mystery as to yeah. why. We'll figure out when yeah. they, they meet each other. Like It'll reveal itself. Uh, so in terms of just purely plot, mm-hmm. I didn't think that was necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think the, the, the flashbacks were the weakest. Yeah. Especially there was too much of it. I think because I think part of it, too, they were trying to build up, I guess, sort of this relationship that that Dan, young Dan, mm-hmm. had with young Hosmod. Mm-hmm. And also, I guess, to try to build up the relationship of Dan and Abby. Um, so then when, when later things, I guess, are revealed, there's more of a foundation and more of like, oh, look what he did. Right, right, right. But yeah, it did not. It was paced, I think, really badly. And I feel like the young um, Jeff Bridges was not very good. He looked like him. He looked like him, but that was about it. I, he was not a very good actor. He didn't have, like, the voice of him. Right. It just, I don't know. Uh, he looked like a guy yeah. that would... He looked like a generic, uh, handsome 40-year-old. Right, like a... 
like a model for an outdoor brand. Yeah. Like if, if you're uh, advertising a field watch or some sort mm-hmm. of canvas uh, coat. Yes, that's him. Like like a buck basin. If yeah. You're familiar with that Nothing that's going to draw you too much away from the clothes, but not ugly. <laughs> right. Like he's going to blend in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let the clothes shine. G- generic, uh, Caucasian, handsome. Yeah, outdoorsy man. type. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. I um, liked, uh, just going on a quick tangent, mm-hmm. the young Harold Harper. Oh, for sure. Way better. He Sounded did, like him, looked like yes. him. <laughs> Getting the voice of John Lithgow, yes. like attempting that at all and pulling it off to seem natural was. Yeah, was, I, like, I wanted to see what what's going on with that guy. He was definitely the more interesting of the two younger characters. Yeah, yeah, just and the yeah even because, just a better job of it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we could we could try to go beat by beat or th- episode by episode if if we have enough uh, memory of. of each. I kind of remember it in more broad strokes. Yeah, I think the first three, like we said, were the, were the action sequences. So the, the big setups. There's yeah. a lot of intrigue, and, and it felt like raw. Yeah, and real. A lot of blood. And crashes. yeah, it wasn't fancy Marvel. Yeah, it wasn't stylized uh, violence. It was like two men nearly <laughs> like dying. Pretty much, right? Just desperate to survive. Yeah. Not landing you know, all the greatest blows, car crashes. Yeah. Which is especially the most um, interesting, or not, what do you call it, uh, astounding, is that, I mean, even in the show, he's supposed to be old. Yeah. So how he has the stamina, the strength? Yeah. I would like to know that. To, right. Well, like as as if he were a real person, like how? Yes. Uh huh. Like in the show, yeah. yeah. How the seventy-something-year-old man is, you know, just decimating these like what twenty, thirty-year-olds? Right. Um. Also trained. These were not like you know right. Dudley Do Rights right, or right. Uh, <laughs> Barney <laughs> Fife <laughs> going to try to catch this guy. Not to mention, according to the show, right, he's been off grid for a long time. Yeah. So like we're expected to believe he's like been running miles and you know I don't know cutting trees and lifting logs to stay in shape for thirty years. But that's always the trope, right? Like there's yeah. some, some former CIA right. guy. And but sometimes like, they show some like maybe montages or or at least reference how is, he stayed in such great shape. This is a lean, mean show. <laughs> I think you just have to accept like a like a Liam Neeson Taken type thing. Where he had, just has a particular set of skills. But in that one, yeah, but that makes sense because there he was still a, a working um, bodyguard uh-huh. for the stars. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. He, this guy was just like in hiding practically, basically, for like 30 years. Yeah. And somehow he still is at the tip-top shape. When you got it, you got it. I guess. I mean, I, that's the only explanation. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it came up, but I was like, ah. Uh. Yeah, it's, it's just, enough that you can just put it aside because right, you like right. have it's, it's just right. fun seeing this old guy beat up all these people. Yeah, yeah. But you know, once you start stepping away, you're like in the middle episodes when you're like, oh, are they done showing this background? How is this guy still so strong? Or yeah. whatever? Because um, I mean, he lasts throughout the whole time. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's beating up people like, like highly trained people. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like supposed to be the, the whole top time. assassins. Yes. In the world. Right. Um, and then another thing with his background or was. In the first episode or two, when he's having those dreams about his wife. Oh yeah, and oh yeah, she was like the ring or something. It was like some, it turned into like I was thinking like this was kind of supernatural horror ghost woman. Yeah, yeah like what like, is going on here? She's just crying in the bathroom. Right. Uh, and and then that got dropped. And it his, got dropped hardcore. His physical or like mental state because she had some sort of right mental dementia or something. Yeah. Yeah, and then they hint he, at it, and that disappears. He was worried that he might have it, so it kind of made it seem we like see he, a he cameo Nelson Franklin no. as his doctor. Oh no! Uh, Didn't notice. He that. was from the office. Remember, he was the one who asked Pam if she's into graphic design at the episode where. <laughs> Where the the job fair episode, and then later on in the series, he's also the IT guy. No, don't remember oh. Sorry, gotta look him up. He's a good uh, side character all oh. the time. Well, the the <laughs> the Haim boss. Yeah, she's from Succession. She plays ah. Brian Cox's wife. Huh. So yeah, that, it, well, it started out seeing maybe he's frail, maybe he's not going to mm-hmm. be in the best mental state. Maybe some of the things that he's worried about is paranoia or dementia. And then that got dropped, mm-hmm. and like uh, okay, I, like I, it seems like when you start out in the first episodes, like this is important. This is right. Carry through. It focuses on it a lot. Yeah, and then it does like the microwave. Right? He like burns. He puts his cell phone <laughs> in the microwave. No, that was on purpose, so it wouldn't be traced. I thought he did that on. Wasn't purpose. that before that whole stuff happened? That was before I think. Uh, that, the, was, the, that was after he talked to his his daughter. 
Oh, I thought it was okay. Then he, because he he walked out, he threw it in the microwave, turned it on, and then went out the house. Right, but I could have sworn that was before all the stuff that like started making him think he was gonna be followed. I just thought anytime he talked to his daughter because she's supposed because to be we never saw him in. destroy another phone again. Because it, it it matched up with him like forgetting stuff. Yeah. Or that story, so I assumed that was part of his. That uh, was my first thought. Like, dementia. It, was, it was a dementia thing, and then I thought, well. Maybe I see your he's point. Destroying the phone. Yeah, I see your point. But it always seemed like he was talking on the same phone. I never saw him get new phones. Like you know, they can't show everything. Well, I know, but still, you want. I guess you wa- can assume. That's a lot of assumptions. You want though. to see a shot of him walking in a Seven Eleven wireless yeah. or something, getting a T-Mobile <laughs> burner. <go. laughs> yeah. Something. Uh, I don't know. Give me a pack of dentine. <laughs> a disposable phone. <laughs> Two Sims. <laughs> hey, man. I would have liked to have seen something then. Some of that Sioux City sarsaparilla. <laughs> but you make a great point, yeah. It was like one of those things like I completely forgot about, yeah, how much they were making the 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 the, the deceased spouse such a mental anguish on him. Right. And yeah, by what? By the end of episode three, he's no longer demented and he's no longer anguished. <laughs> no, because he uh, I guess he, what the thought is he's back in business, so now he's like refocused. You know, he's back well, on a mission, yeah, so that, to speak. So, uh, well, in the f- first episodes, he realizes that the the warlord guy is after him. Mm-hmm. So he he gets out of town, right? Gets out of Dodge, yeah. Goes to an Airbnb, yes. <laughs> Somewhere I forget, far <laughs> a away, nice one, far a away. Verbo. Yeah. <laughs> it was a verbo. It was, it was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> it was a super host for sure. <laughs> he paid top dollar for that. <laughs> I was told I could have my dogs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then that's where he meets Amy Brenneman. Mm-hmm. Zoe. Zoe uh, is the her divorcee. character. The divorcee. Yes. Who has... Who's like has... Uh, we get information she has maybe money, money troubles because of the ex-husband. Right. But, I mean, she looks like she's living in the lap of luxury, so... Well, I, it's, it's his house. But right? still. Well, I think the, the rented house, but the house that she's living in, wasn't that like her house? I thought it was their house. And or she, their house. She gets yeah, I guess. to keep it. Right, her. right. I don't know. Yeah, she seems Either way, to have. If a, that's hurting, uh, I'll sign up. <laughs> Very nice house. <laughs> Jeff Bridges. Uh, they, they end up having that's the, the romantic, the love interest, right? So then, or that, is it that gets the uh, the wife out of the, <laughs> the very dead, quickly the dead yeah. wife out of the picture? Yeah. I had trouble with the whole relationship between Jeff Bridges and yeah. Andy Brenneman. Like, this guy almost gets you killed. You went out to dinner with him once, find out almost immediately that he's lied to you. Right. And then... Well, she was mad for a little bit. But then, like, <laughs> basically get kid- allow yourself to get kidnapped. Right. And then well, it's like, oh, it's okay, because you get, like, half his fortune. It was either that or getting killed. Yeah. But... But I think but, I agree. But she, it's not just that she goes because it's for her survival. Yeah. It's also that she seems to deeply care for this guy. To some degree, I think so, yeah. That has and I think, brought you nothing but trouble. But that's the thing. I think it, I think that was part of it, right? Especially with the phone call with the son he doesn't pick up. It was like, my life sucks right now. <laughs> I may be getting shot and killed, but it's like, I don't know. It's I think that's another it? one of those, yes. You have to just like, kind of like believe in that. Like The action is the juice? Yes, exactly. Because even then after, right, again, as a spoiler alert, when she's like, she has them, right? I was like, going to take half your money. Yeah. She still continues to go with him now on her own accord. You know? Yeah. She could have left right there. And I think he plays her a little bit. But, like, why fall in love with that guy? I think a big part of it is the boredom. And he has all this money and intrigue, and he's keeping you safe. I think it's one of those things we just have to believe. Uh, Whether it works or not, yeah. I agree with you. But I think in the mind of the writers that's what they were going for i guess i don't like her son won't pick up the phone she's still fighting with the ex-husband she's facing money problems now you see this guy adventuring taking you to this giant penthouse in la um you know also giving you attention telling you that you have what it takes to be an operative even (laughs) though you've been nothing but a a ex-wife for the last whatever x years but plot wise so far i don't see her as being necessary mm-hmm. like he right. could have stayed at an airbnb and then somehow gotten wind of trouble and left the airbnb mm-hmm. and not have any interaction with her yeah with her and it, feel- it was contrived with the dogs of why yeah and like what okay yeah. so we'll, we'll get into the dogs but then like <laughs> the dogs uh 
Is it just to have like a B story with a love interest? I think it was to keep something else going. Feels, my, feels unfair to Zoe because she just tags along. Yeah, like it's I, not a strong I felt female bad character. For her a little bit, but then I don't know. She just becomes a willing annoyance as well. But I think I think that's one of the issues with the show is like it never. There's no any real stakes or why we should care about any of these people. Mm-hmm. But I think they tried to build that in with like the Zoe love story. Mm. But I mean, I, it, I I don't really care for them anymore after knowing that. I kind of care for them less. Right. Um, and I think the same issue exists with the young Dan Chase, young Abby back in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Like they show a ton of them, but I don't ever never feel like they really build a relationship you care about. Right, you know, um, yeah. or even the friendship with Hazmat. That's what I think. I just feel has there's there's no as much as they try and I think try to force it, it never creates like those emotional stakes. It would always felt tense in the in the flashbacks, where you know they're keeping secrets from each other and they're right. like, they're playing the game, mm-hmm. and it's always like deep whispery voices like, <laughs> "Oh, we gotta trust this," right? And so like, that's not really the way to create relationships between your characters right. necessarily it's especially we're supposed to believe right like the later story everyone has a, a front and a the projecting <laughs> strength right and it, it didn't feel like enough of a, a chess match even to be interesting on an intellectual level where it's mm-hmm. like who's going to outplay the other yeah like john lithgow's character is talking about oh, have you ever seen someone play the game as well as hosmod or as mm-hmm. well as chase and i was more interested i think in John Lithgow and what he was doing and a little know, bit yeah his story was a little more interesting and he has like this the deceased cert- son or whatever yeah the the dead son which never really gets explained addressed. at all like yeah. he just somehow died along with right his wife but we should was, care right because that's a sympathetic <laughs> thing yeah and then he has the surrogate daughter in mm-hmm. uh Emily slash Emily uh, Angela. Angela yeah and so I think that's where the interesting tensions are uh towards the end when you start to get into like yeah relationships that's father yeah. uh, father daughter who has claim who has the right uh yeah the themes of this uh and, and, fatherhood and surrogate right. fatherhood and father and, figures and yeah when you're talking about playing games and loyalty and who's loyal to whom and why right. i think that happens with between dan uh harold harper john lithgow's character Alia Shawcott's character, mm-hmm. and that those three, and the, their relationship to each other, I think, is more interesting than the the and other ones. Dan and Zoe, and Dan and Zoe, Dan and uh, the Warlord dude, right? Hazmod. Even yeah. even between Dan and Harper, which I like seeing those two guys talk on the phone together. Yes. Jeff Bridges and then and, we finally get to see them together in the final episode. That's pretty good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two titans of '80s and '90s cinema. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Jeff Bridges was in King Kong. Oh yeah, I forgot about that King Kong. That was and, not a good King Kong. And uh, John Lithgow was in Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, look at that so, connection. So look at that. Both battled mythical big beasts. hairy beasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and before we go into i think because i think that try to, that is a big like yeah theme though this is the father the theme of father whatever in the show um one of the things that i didn't care for the show i know it's supposed to be like a, a a spy thriller yeah which usually has a lot of like reveals and you know whatever like oh i couldn't believe that mm-hmm. this show tried to go for that but i feel like it was super predictable mm-hmm. starting with like the angela daughter character right we'd learn uh, is the daughter of of Dan? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe what third third or fourth episode? But it yeah. was one of those like yeah, it was broadcast. I remember even like Christina was like that's going to be his daughter, and I was like I th- I think they're trying to it can't be that predictable. I thought no, it can't be that predictable. Like yeah, I know exactly. they're trying to telegraph that, yeah, yeah. or maybe try not to, yeah. But I think it can't be that easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's going to be somebody's daughter, right? Um, but I think that's the thing. I think yeah, it was clear they were going to try to go for the Dan daughter. Mm-hmm. But I also thought it was then also, even before the quote-unquote big reveal of the end of that being Hazmat's daughter, yeah. it was pretty clear. It was Hazmat's <laughs> daughter. Yeah. Um, I think they did not handle... There was no big good reveals. I think everything was broadcast so right. much yeah. that 
yeah, it lost the the that fun of a spy thriller. Yes. Even um when we then later learned right the old the super old man, uber old man <laughs> uh, yeah. boats. boats. Yeah. Yeah, then that these two have this other like sort of relationship of uh whether adopted sons or right. whatever. Um that there's more to it. Or even that that why he why Hazmat is obsessed with Dan. Mm-hmm. It was pretty clear he took something he wanted. We knew the right. wife, but right. there was more to it, obviously, than yes. that. Yeah, and I don't even think the Angela character did a good job of. Uh, and I don't know if it was the actress or the way the show was written, of like when there's that reveal at that meeting with the lawyer of the mom's name, and it's the first time she. Oh, you know right. what I mean? This is a, a woman, right? At this, yeah, a woman. She's a FBI agent uh-huh. who technically you could say was mentored and raised by two of the top operatives we're meant to believe, right? Dan, mm-hmm. via phone, whatever. <laughs> but he taught her, right? He, they had yeah, this, yeah. these things. Raised by phone. Her training in the FBI and yeah. being mentored by Harold. Yeah. Yet her face cracks so easily. Yeah. It's like, what? Come on. <laughs> we're meant to believe that like this is, you know, whatever, heir to the throne of spiness. And... Her face is telling everything left and right. Right. It's like, come on. Another fail of the spy. <laughs> like, they could have made that way more interesting. But instead, they just, like, yeah, they turned into, like, FBI day one to get that, story, that part of the story going. Yeah. And it was just not good. Yeah. It, uh, there are a lot of things that I think you just have to accept as part of the, the tropes of, like, it's, it's still formulaic, even though there's yeah. some very good things. There's... Th- Kind of tenets of spy, but even movies. with the formula, uh huh. You know, if you if you execute the formula, yeah, then it can still be good, although formulaic. Right. Think about any like Mission Impossible movie, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. They tell you what they're gonna do, and that's part <laughs> of the fun, right? right? And there's still some of the twists and turns, right? And some of them are you know are more surprising than others, but this one was like nothing was surprising. Yeah. Like nothing. If anything, I was unsurprised, <laughs> and especially like. Some of the stuff that bugged me, too, was, like, when they're at that island, when he's meeting up with the old general, the old Soviet general. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would think this place where there's, like, probably a lot of, like, high-powered people, mm-hmm. his security guards are, like, three people with handguns, <laughs> and they escape so easily? Yeah. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. How is... No, no. This is n- another thing that's not believable. Like, this old guy is going to outmaneuver... I mean, it's just... Yeah. You would have thought there would be more security, or at least better guns, because they all just have regular like handguns, right? To protect this billionaire former general of the war, yeah. And of course, right? Other the people there—they're all supposed to be rich and famous. Yeah. I don't for a second believe that's your security detail. (laughs) (laughs) Those three guys. Yeah, three guys that Dan make quick work of jumps on his boat and escapes. (laughs) Nah, man. Also, the dogs. Yes. So. Uh, Dan has these two Rottweilers, mm-hmm. highly trained. trained. We can whistle and <laughs> CIA give, give German commands to, and they'll tear mm-hmm. a man apart. And then when he goes on his adventure with Zoe, then like, oh, I can't take my dog, so he he boards them, boards him <laughs> in some fancy kennel, <laughs> and just like bye. After they're like integral to, like they're on the billboard, like they get top billing with Jeff right. Bridges, yeah. And, and then, I mean, yeah, they're his his right hand dogs, yeah. Like he he brings them. To His the dogs Airbnb, of war. and like it's like, but that's what I mean. I need space for them. It's like, okay, I'm going to board you because I can't take them to right L A. Yeah, but that's what I mean. That's another thing that just turns into it was just used as a plot device, right. right? It was used one for the visual of the attacks, two to try to create the issue of why he had to talk to her in the first place at the Airbnb, right? And to some extent, right, an emotional connection because you care about the dogs because right. you don't when they get hurt, you don't want them to die or whatever. Right. But then, yeah, then just put some away. Onto the now Zoe becomes the new mover of the plot. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we know the show has been renewed for season two. Yeah. Because when we get to the end of episode seven, mm-hmm. uh, the last episode, uh, the whole season has been building to a certain event right. that we expect to happen. Clash. Uh, yeah, and then w- w- it doesn't happen. And right. So we're like, oh, uh, anticlimactic. Find out there's a season two. So yeah. hopefully that will happen in season two and other things will, will drop. Uh, but n- then not having that final event and then having the, the big paternity reveal mm-hmm. 
Of which one person still does not know somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Again, right? The highly trained FBI agent still has no idea. Uh, it just seemed a little uh, anticlimactic. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. What was I watching this for? Yeah. Uh, it was still entertaining. It was. I still liked it. Like, I, I would... I, I think I'd, I'd, I'd recommend. Like, it's, if, should we watch the old man? I'd say, yeah. I would say yes, especially if it's only seven episodes. Good, good acting. Yeah, I think by most everyone involved, it's yeah, fun good to action see sequences. Jeff Bridges and and John Lithgow, uh, barb with each other. Mm-hmm. I think the the dialogue for a lot of the stuff, it's they're almost always speaking in monologue. Yes, they are. They're always there's a lot of, a lot of uh, speaking at each other, <laughs> and uh, I liked it. It was it was uh, tough and and direct, and it somehow poetic i think they were going for i don't know if they succeeded on that portion i appreciate i'd give them a c plus b minus overall for the the entire series but i think just because jeff bridges it was fun seeing him just you know beat the shit out of people yeah um i think uh, i like john lithgow Uh i think there were parts where he overacted but i think that that's the criticism i have i think of his whole career i think he has that in him (laughs) Um, he's a big theater guy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess sometimes he's a bit too theatric, but uh, it was okay. He didn't go too overboard. I'll give um, it a I'll give it a B, B minus. Yeah, I give. I, I think he's on. They're on the bubble. C plus B minus. Okay, let's just for fun. Let's see. I what... think it's been well reviewed, so I think the reviews will probably be a little bit better than what we gave it, or maybe more in line with yours. But um, yeah, I'm curious to see how it does on Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like it's been well reviewed it has yeah but i think that's the thing i think a lot of it has to do with the goodwill that jeff bridges has especially coming back from near death (laughs) i think i think there was no way anybody was going to review this badly critics uh 95 yeah depending on um, how you feel about what rotten tomatoes does right audience score 79 a little closer to Uh what we feel so that uh that about wraps up this first portion of the show we'll be back with some more gin and then we'll also uh sneak peek for our next episode uh we are going to try to do a roundup of the top shows so far in 2022 we'll uh, get our list together compare notes and then uh strongly disagree with each other <laughs> yeah. while, while drinking on my new show so we'll be back with uh, with a new gin just after this What's uh, Dennis Quaid's or Randy Quaid's? Oh, I know which movie you're talking about. Well, no, like his actual. Oh, I don't even know. When you said Randy Quaid, I was thinking of Dennis Quaid when he's in that space movie. Independence Day? No, he's not in that one. That's Randy Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Dennis it... Quaid's the normalish one. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. One yeah. he was married to Meg Ryan. Yes, uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Randy's the, the crazy, crazy one. one, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of Randy Quaid. Okay. Oh, and right, because now he's a crazy conspiracy theorist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. him and his wife apparently. Somebody, right? They're always being chased by the police. Yeah, like people are out to kill celebrities. I wonder if anybody's ever asked Dennis, like, "Hey, what's going on with your brother?" <laughs> <laughs> or he's just like, you know, like that's his life. Yeah. This is my life. How do I get a beard like we that? We don't hang out. <laughs> <laughs> and the brothers quit. All right, in our continuing journey of gin, our gin journey. Oh, we're live. Yeah. Oh, shit. I can always cut stuff out. Um, and we're back. Alliterative gin journey. Our gin journey continues with gin. Uh, Oregon Spirit Dry Gin, Pacific Northwest Foraged Gin. It's foraged. So I believe, yeah, they this was found bottled in the the the, the forest of Oregon. Oh, I thought elves foraged <laughs> all the materials required. <laughs> Or uh, Sasquatch, the the Bigfoots of the world. Yeah, that's where they hang out. And the PMW, yeah. This guy, forty six. I didn't check out the other one. Forty six percent, ninety two proof. Um, sounds pretty good. Yeah. The higher the proof, the so, I don't know. The quicker you get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred proof is like that's as close as it is to what like alk straight alcohol, right? The higher the proof. Yeah. Man. Hundred proof is fifty ABV. So this dude is another dry gin. American. American, yeah. Dry gin. From the uh, PNW. It says uh, desert, so Eastern it Oregon. It says a high I would, desert, I would yeah. imagine. Has a crisp citrus bite, deepened by juniper and softened by pine. <laughs> Sounds like a, they could also like, describe that as like a massage. Sure. And at the end, right, they soften by pine, 
Sometimes they do the thing where they oh, hit the, you. What, that sounds like self-flagellation. <laughs> no, but like they've like, seen it like on, that on TV, monk right? from the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> that, like albino monk. Right, with hit. the cat o' nine tails. Yeah. But uh, some of the massages, right, the fancier ones, I think they hit you with like cactus or like um, palm tree leaves. So maybe this one, they hit you with the pine needles. That's like a POW camp. That <laughs> no, like, people yeah. pay for this. It's like exfo- exfoliating and uh, gets the blood flowing or something. I if I have palm leaves around me, I just want a gentle wafting, like a, like a breeze <laughs> while they're feeding me grapes. I wouldn't want to get slapped no, you gotta by hit them. by them. That's the, the therapeutic aspect of it. Does it get the blood flowing? Yeah. Out of your skin? Yeah, and it, and it, and it takes off the dead skin on top. I don't know. So I can imagine with the pine, that would probably do the same thing. It would probably smell better, too. Sure. Yeah, my, I, I don't know if that's... Pine's that's, a good smell. That's my... <laughs> I don't want to massage a pine saw. Not pine, okay, pine saw smells nothing like pine at all. No, no, no. I don't want your lotions to rub me down with pine saw. <laughs> Straight pine needles just roll around in them. Yeah. This guy is good, too. I like this guy better than the beef eater. They're both supposed to be dry gins. Yeah. And I read in one of the reviews, this is like a, a take on a London dry. But the flavor is way better... You can pick up individual notes. Yeah, when we when we popped the top and smelled the beef eater, it was like rubbing like alcohol. alcohol. It was yeah. just straight alcohol, very little in the way of scent beyond that. Yeah, this one definite. It's like welcome to flavor country. Absolutely, <laughs> you get some uh, citrus notes. Uh, mm-hmm. I think for flavor, and then finishes with some some pine, and there's a, a sweetness. I think. To yeah. this gin that the um, the beef eater did not have so there's right there's definitely flavors to explore that are going to reveal themselves upon and that's the thing it has a lot of the similar ones right it has like the citrus uh notes at least in the descriptor uh-huh but you can definitely taste it a lot more i think in this guy than the beef the beef eater mm-hmm. yeah this one has a definite there's a character to it character yeah um but yeah while we're while we were drinking um i remember i had some, some thoughts bubbles some thoughts right some uh deep state and, conspiracy uh, theories uh when we were talking about like in the the main show right though that the, the theme of father or whatever uh-huh is a reoccurring theme is this from your q on boards it, it is from uh from old man chan <laughs> <laughs> the old man chan. um it reminded me a lot of uh the neil young song old man uh-huh. Right, old man? Take a look at my life. I'm a lot like you were. And if we follow that, and I think the writers may have been tracking the, the, the lyrics, we have <laughs> well, it's the also younger... Based on a book, so... That's true. Is that maybe the, the author... Of the old man book? Just Neil Young. They could be. Aficionado. But from what I understand it, they only kind of took the main broad strokes from oh, okay. the book. There was like mm-hmm. a lot more that didn't make it into the final um, visual product. Thank God. Right. Um, but right, we have the young generation with the daughter and maybe even to some extent waters who unfortunately gets killed. Um, yeah. Waters was the FBI. Yeah. Guy the one who was too curious. Who was like tailing. Well, he helped kidnap the daughter too. Uh, and Angela, Angela. Whatever. Yeah. And was following Harper because their activity seems suspicious. Yes. Right. So water. Yes. Younger generation. Angela yeah. Waters. And they're repeating the mistakes almost. Right. Uh, and Sin- following blithely the, the uh-huh. sins of the right. We have uh, Angela who uh, holds the father Dan in such high regard that she's uh-huh. doing whatever he says. Yeah. So they are very much. Uh, Neil Young. Li- fans. Yeah, well, living the life of the old man. That they were. I mean, they're not twenty-four in the show. But there was supposed to be so much more, but not for Waters. Generational trauma. But really, I think that was just one aspect of the theory. The bigger one was, oh. this is an allegory for modern life. Okay. Right? We have these two, maybe three, well, maybe on multiple things, right? These boomers that were now living their mistakes, right? It's reverberating through time. 30 years later, we're still dealing with the mistakes that these old white men, and I guess one brown man made, <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's, 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 it's hurting the younger generations. It's killing off uh, Waters. Uh, Angela slash Emily is like, has a you know, confused uh, identity crisis, crisis of, to yeah. some extent, which, right, what do we hear about in the news all these, these days, right? Uh, mental health of the young is out the window. Uh-huh. But who's enjoying it? The old guys. 
right? Lithgow's having a good old time. <laughs> Dan Chase is definitely having a good time, as we talked about. His, it cured his dementia. It cured his <laughs> issues with the ghosts of his dead wife. Yeah. With it, well, whatever, his wife or hostage, who knows what. Yeah. But, um... And then with Hazmat too, right? We got generations of old people. The general, the general, the Russian general. Huh? Who's super rich. Yeah. All these rich old men and everybody else has to deal with their, you know, with the the playtime they had 30 years ago. And it's, you know, so, people are dying Pro-military everywhere. propaganda. Pro-military, pro-boomer, pro-age. Pro-boomer, <laughs> pro-old people. This was just, it is. This is just old people... And we have to deal with it. Yeah. You know, you everybody have, has to deal with it and to clean up their messes. Problems. Just uh, pass it on to the, the next generation, generation and, yeah. and get it out through 30 year old vendettas. And I think, too, that plays into that theory is the fact that, you know, that, I mean, it technically comes down to it. Like, really, who is the old man? First, you think is Jeff Bridges, but now it's Jeff Bridges and Lithgow. Yep. But yet, wait, there's an older man. Boats. boats right so we see that generational right so boats is throwing his crap onto what was then the young generation of the young dan and the young lithgow mm-hmm. or harper or whatever and now they're doing the same right so it's just again a, the history of old men and their foibles that we have to deal with yeah so there were some themes in there that i think are maybe subtextual or uh although i don't know if that one was intended by the Right, right, <laughs> but like when, well, I think the generational thing. Oh, that one, with, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's supposed to be a yeah. critique of old people, though. <laughs> but if uh, they could have focused on that more instead of some of the things that they attempted that they did, to yeah. to bring into, I think it would have been stronger. Yeah, thematically, it was it way too much uh, held together better. Way too much explanation too. A lot of exposition. Trust, trust the audience. We see it. God damn it. Yeah. You don't have to tell me also, every episode what it, I just saw. Does it matter what? That's all, very true all too. The backstory is. It ultimately did not matter. No. But I think they also did too much exposition in what was happening in modern time. Like they did, did way too many recaps mm. of stuff that just happened like minutes before, kind of. Yeah. You know, it's like we're not dumb. We're not stupid. Also, it's a streaming show. You can go back and watch it. Yes, and it wasn't. Yeah. Like what's what's the, why do you need to cram? In so, so much. much, yeah. Oh well, but that was yes, yeah, the thread I wanted to take on my my crazy uh, my my allegory of the old sure. man. My my <laughs> your, my generation <laughs> speech. My Neil Young slash uh, old people suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh well, all right, yeah. But uh, I'm having fun with this gin. This dry. is this is the first time I've had Oregon Spirit dry gin to my to my knowledge, and I would drink some more of it. Yeah. It was actually, I think, yeah, it was in Scotland when Christine, because I guess Scotland is known for their gin. Yeah. And some places, I know, I think we looked up. Well, the botanist is from Isla. Yes. But also, I think um, I read somewhere that they claim that Scotland was the home, the creator of uh, gin and tonics. Ah. Maybe Edinburgh specifically. Ah. So that's when I tried them, because I was like, okay, if they're known for here. And then I was of like, all the places Whoa, to, to try it. You try it, it there, right? And it did. Yeah. It opened up my mind to gin. Uh-huh. We had bought this before, but we hadn't opened it. Uh-huh. When we got back, I was like, yeah. we got to open that guy up, see how it is. Let's see if it was an, an, an anomaly. anomaly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How'd you come to this one? I think we were just at Total Wine. Uh-huh. And we were just walking around. Like, I had picked up a, a whiskey. Uh-huh. Christina likes gin, so we were looking at the gin. This yeah, would look yeah. good. Uh-huh. And that's, it was just by happenstance. Okay. Yeah. Nice design. Kind of cool looking. Yeah. Supposed to be... Oregon, but it looks like the moon. <laughs> right? It's like mountains, but like it's desolate. <laughs> that sounds like the deserts of Oregon. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe. I don't know. With some, some plains. Right, some plains. Some, some and dry a, desert plains. Like bright, bright sky. Mountains to the west. Left of me. Mountains to the right. Here I am. Stuck in the gin with you. Stuck in the valley. You have high hopes for season two, or you think it's going to be more of the same? I think... It will be better. I don't know in what ways. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the story will be. I don't really have yeah. any uh, guesses other, th- what, other yeah. than there's obviously the, the meetup between the three men. Mm-hmm. And, and the man and his daughter. Yes. So there will, there will be that. What the, the new crisis will be. Mm-hmm. What he's fighting against. Maybe, like I don't know, are they just going to kill him before the meeting happens i bet they just cheer each other pat each other on the back for being so old and great 
maybe it'll turn into like three men and a little lady type situation. Oh, it turns into like a farce. I would yeah. love that. And I they think all just kind of live together great. in Afghanistan and yeah. like help raise a grown woman. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be good. That yeah. would be funny. Uh, who who would you map up? At, like, who's Tom Selleck in this situation? Is that Jeff Bridges? I think it would have to be Jeff Bridges. Lithgow is uh, Gutenberg. Okay, Ted Danson is, is Hosma. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listeners, let us know what you think about uh, this crossover <laughs> sensation. If you happen to be a writer on The Old Man, please give us uh, yeah, three old some, men some and credit. a youngish lady. <laughs> yeah, I think they, they honestly they probably should, I think that would be a better route. Um, <laughs> think of some montages of them like having fun. Yeah, going on amusement chasing park rides. some camels or something. Yeah, <laughs> although I mean, how they would tie that in with modern Afghanistan might be a little hard. Plus some car bombs, some IEDs. <laughs> well, given also that, um, right, the Taliban t- took back over, is <laughs> back in power, it'd be, a, it'd be a little hard story to tell. Um, Probably not hospitable to women. They would have to turn into a hardcore farce uh, to, to pull it off, I think. Uh, yeah. Properly. <laughs> you couldn't half-ass this one. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but I guess, yeah, you're right. I, thinking about it, too, yeah, this is going to be, they're going back to where it all started, I guess, right? So there's going to mm-hmm. be some of that, I bet, too. A lot more flashback seeing how whatever their hopes and dreams of what it was supposed to be did not come to fruition. Um, but I think we're going to probably see a lot of old men shooting at each other. Yeah, maybe. In the desert. I don't. I hope we see some of those uh, cool desert outfits, that's not right, that they sometimes wear. Like shirts for hats and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> shirts for hats? Yeah, when it gets too hot and they like wrap the shirt around their head. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant like a shirt hat combo. That was one garb. <laughs> I'm like, what? That's not a bad idea. Like one of those like thin hoodies that are like one one piece. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> um, no, I'm talking about like, yeah, whenever people are in the desert unexpectedly. Sure. And they wrap it around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dunk it in some water to keep I mean, them cool. Neither of them were dressed for the desert, especially not Lithgow. One had a suit? Right? Lithgow had a full-on suit, yeah. yeah. You know what I was thinking, too? I know this was really a CIA show. Yeah. But I got a lot of hints of, like, a Western. And not just... I mean, one, because Jeff Bridges is in it. But it's one of, like, the, the tropes of a Western, right? He comes back out for one more ride. You know, drawn out. Because, not because he wanted to, but because he had to. Oh, uh-huh. One of those, like, yeah. One of those, like, one last ride type of tropes or whatever. Uh, Well, that's kind of like True Grit. Right. Rooster uh-huh. Cogburn yeah. or uh, The Searchers. Countless, right, countless Where Westerns. he's like off trying to find his It's not one that's usually tied daughter. to the spy genre. Uh-huh. It's a little bit of both, I guess. Yeah. That's what I say, right. It wasn't pure one over the other. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for being sold so much as a spy sort of like show thriller, uh-huh. I got a lot of Western yeah. vibes. Oh, who knows what Amy Brenneman's place is going to be in yeah. season two. So she Maybe she'll be the judge. The moral <laughs> judge of these old men. She was supposed to go back to the U.S.? I think she was supposed to, but, you know, something tells me that she will uh, somehow end up in Afghanistan. Okay, but that was that was the plan, right? You go back so. home? Yeah, because she was to go pick up the dogs. Those poor dogs. <laughs> I don't know. I think they're probably better off at the border than <laughs> with these crazy people. I guess. Yeah, I wouldn't want the dogs to go. I mean, one of them went flying out a window. <laughs> <laughs> Unless Jeff Bridges like, went back off the grid. Yes. I don't think it's safe for the dogs. But even then, when you think about, like, the training, the rigorous training those dogs must have gone through to become the, you know, killing machines that they could turn into. Yeah. You know, this wasn't like Jeff Bridges turning into He-Man and the dogs turning into that green tiger. (laughs) Yes, you're being superheroed up. Yeah, yeah. They're always like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be tough for the breeder or the the border. Yeah, right? Yeah. They say the wrong thing. Unless it goes for the neck. Well, it would have to be in German. Right. Maybe all the commands that they have to give them were in German. Man, that for, was one, for everything, one high-priced dog boarding. Not even the the kill command. They just have to have like sit has to be in German. In German, yeah, yeah, could be. Could be. And then it's like underground. Like who has a dog boarding facility? Right. Like the six I'm floor sure that basement. Was, that had to have been Someone. filmed where now the Alamo Draft House is in. Because it has that famous oh, spiral, super tight spiral parking lot. Yeah, it had to have been I in mean, that at building. At least. At least that part. part yeah, because there is that scene where they're on a parking level and you see the spiral. Mm-hmm. But whether the underground... Was also filmed there. Yeah, maybe not. some fancy 
condominium for for sure that that that, that tight spiral was forever ingrained in my head oh yeah i yeah I remember getting dizzy Driving? as a kid yes yeah when I go to the mall with it's my mom terrible. or whatever, I was like, "How how why are we how corkscrewing are into yeah. the depths of hell?" <laughs> <laughs> it's on top of the mall, right? Yeah, I still. So you have to go up in my at mind, least four floors just to get it. to the first yes level. I still don't understand. I wish I could do a cross section because yeah. it still doesn't make sense in my head. Like, where are we corkscrewing? Are we going corkscrewing up, down? Where are we? I never know where we are in that For place. For the uh, uninitiated, not familiar with. Uh, yeah. Los Angeles mall parking lots, <laughs> as we're so well versed in. But this one used to be what a Macy's. Yeah, well, it's yeah. still it's still it's a Macy's. Oh, that's true. But that that, that used to be store. like the flagship or whatever. Yes. Right? You would go there for yeah. The it's in uh, downtown yeah. on Flower. Flower and, and like Fig Six. What is that? It's called the Block. It's now, now called the Block, right? No K. Yeah, B L O C. B L O C. And uh, it has an old parking lot. It looks like a fortress, even with yeah. the the remodeling, which is greatly improved because they made more opening. Yeah, it's like a, a plaza of sorts. Yeah, more of a plaza. Yeah. Uh, but the parking structure and the exterior of the Macy's is still very fortress-like because it's all yeah. brick, and they have these tiny <laughs> windows that you like shoot arrows and like rifles out of. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a, like a battle mint. It doesn't look like yeah. a window or any kind of opening. Yeah, it does have a weird, very weird architecture. <laughs> Uh, kind of semi-brutalist. Yes. And, uh, Which is funny for a high-end store, especially at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the Sheraton yeah. is next door. Yeah. And uh, all this to say is that they filmed a scene for sure. Had to have been. In that parking lot when Dan was dropping off the dogs. Yeah. Uh, at least for one part. Once he goes into the, the boarding to place, the kennel, off, yeah. that might be a different location because it seemed underground. Mm-hmm. Maybe like the the Bonaventure. Oh, maybe that makes sense. It wouldn't be too far off. Yeah, but yeah, that, if you ever it. go through this thing, it's like a tight spiral. Yeah, it's like going on a a roller coaster where and you're just corkscrewing up. Yeah. at least four stories to get to the the first floor of the parking yeah. lot. And, and it's crazy. And like going higher. down is one thing, but going up, yeah. that's really like roller coastery. It's, it's dizzifying. <laughs> it, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it's so freaking. It's it's a tight corkscrew. It's crazy. I don't want to. I don't want to park there. I want to... I want to... Skate down there. Dude, that could be fun. But I seriously want, like, a artist rendering of what the hell, if you cut that thing down the middle, is that all underground? No. Is it in the middle? Because well, you, you, you enter... You enter at, at street level. And then you go up, but then you could also go down, too. Like, if you go down, and then you go all the way up? I thought you could only go... Can't you go down a little bit? Uh, you can only go up? Maybe, okay. Maybe that's what's always throwing me off, is I thought you could <laughs> go down, but it's all been up. I don't know. I don't huh. really want to drive over there and try to just park to figure just it to out. find yeah. out. Next time we go, go to, to the movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go six stories underground <laughs> and confirm. Yes. What's at the bottom of this sucker? And then go off straight to the top. <sighs> but that would be a fun one to go like... Uh, Lugeing down or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hit the the walls real fast. Yeah, you have to be. I can't even play Mario Kart without <laughs> falling off. A without getting a yeah. motion sickness. Yeah. So season two up up in the air. Up in the air. Yeah, I assume it'll probably be the same like this one. Is it gonna probably have like a a taut two to three episodes? Then we get all this Some crap flat. story. Yeah. Maybe Amy Brenneman opens up a, an Airbnb. In Afghanistan, in Afghanistan, maybe yeah. some sort of luxe uh, desert getaway yeah. oasis. And well, now she's a millionaire. We assume, and right? they all they all run it together. Oh, uh, like the what is it the, the the last great hotel, Mary Gold Hotel or whatever? <laughs> yeah, or what's his name, Hosmad? Hosmad. Hos- Hos- yeah. He could he could do like desert tours and oh, like yeah, he knows uh, the landscape, the, the cultural liaison. Yeah, desert tours slash uh, guerrilla tactics training. Yeah, yeah, he could do, <laughs> he could do that with uh, Dan. They could. Uh, well, they do have like that. What do they call it, like adventure tourism? Right, right. Where you go do crazy stuff under. Yeah, Harper uh, could sell sunscreen. Like I don't know, I don't know what he could do. Theater classes. <laughs> <laughs> but what is? What is Harper into? I don't know. Grief. I was say, right, lamenting <laughs> his lost real son and lamenting his lost uh, f- figurative daughter. Oh yeah, Angela. What, what would she? Angela Emily. What do I even call you? Maybe it could also be a little murder mystery, and they could, they could 
act out some uh, like dinner theater yeah in yeah. the desert at, oh, at, like that. at the compound yeah that could be fun yeah this is one show writes itself a, a great show idea <laughs> and they two going. and a great entrepreneurial opportunity for anyone who wants to invest in our idea that's true yeah we can start it up right in the old man fan fiction <laughs> <laughs> amy brenneman we'll see also dan could cook his his, oh, his famous Dude, lemon wait, eggs. Wait. I want to talk about that <laughs> egg scene. The mess that he made. Uh huh. I thought he was making like a multi-course meal, but when he pours it out, and you know he's just making scrambled eggs. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Well, he had his long dialogue, the whole story about how yes. some guy taught him how to right. make this. Yeah, but no one is eating eggs like that. Who puts lemon on eggs? That's the, yeah. That's why I was so surprised when that's what he when he. I know he was telling the story. Yeah. But I thought he was gonna tell a story. Maybe he was making it or something else. Yeah. But yeah, when we learned that he was making scrambled eggs, with like. I don't know. He had 10,000 ingredients. And then he had the squeeze of lemon at the end. Yeah. And such a fucking mess. Like, I, if, I were, if, if I were her, I would not be impressed with not, that. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, dude, you can stay here. Go back to over there and quit turning my Get kitchen. Get out of my kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Like, that scene made no sense uh, at all. Yeah. You know those eggs were super rubbery. They had to be. He was cooking them too long. <laughs> And then with the lemon, and it wasn't just like a dash. That was a lot of (laughs) lemon. It was like a whole half lemon. Yeah. It it was a very juicy lemon. I don't know how. I mean, it seems like she actually ate it. Uh, How she didn't uh, pucker her lips. (laughs) Just spit it out. There had to have been a bucket, right? He had to to throw it up after. I've made like two dozen (laughs) eggs. It's like, I got it this time. Yeah. That made no sense to me. I don't know what the fuck that guy was cooking. Yeah, they needed to take some notes from the bear. Yeah, something. Just the <laughs> Carmi, basic scrambled Carmi's eggs. Anybody? Yeah. You know, you have eggs and some salt, maybe. Yeah, I don't. That's I guess, it. I guess butter for well, the pan. Yeah, I guess the the time it took to cook the eggs had to be as long as the time it took to, to tell it. the story. Yeah, but then make something else. This is how I learned to make. I don't know, whatever, hollandaise sauce. But they were making it in real time. Let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to serve you a bowl of hollandaise sauce. At least it would be more believable for the effort. Hollandaise that he soup <laughs> with a dollop of sour whatever, cream. Whatever, it could have been borscht or something. Something that would make more sense than whatever that monstrosity of eggs at that because they didn't even show us what they freaking look like which was very telling i think you put it on top of the toast right he's like oh here you go well that was the other thing yeah they put it on toast oh man what a mess yeah uh a frittata maybe give it time to set or that would have been more believable even if it was an omelet but he said this was scrambled eggs (laughs) it was just like rough dicing the tomato the the onion onion, into giant pieces yes it would have, yeah. I didn't. I didn't believe that. That took me out of the story so much. <laughs> and not even like as someone who like watches a cooking show or likes to cook, like just someone who makes scrambled eggs, <laughs> just as a layman. Exactly. Just as someone who had to eat through college, I did not believe that. <laughs> yeah, made the rest of the season completely unbelievable. Yeah, okay. is this guy really a CIA operative? I don't maybe, know. Maybe he's playing a part. I guess. I don't know. But he's supposed to be able to cook. He's like, oh, someone taught me this. Right. Yeah. I don't know who taught him. And that's the other thing, too. If someone actually says, like, hey, dude, I want to teach you how to make scrambled <laughs> eggs, and this is what he teaches you, I have less hope that he was a great CIA agent. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he, that's why he left the maybe CIA. Maybe he did it out in the desert over an open flame. <laughs> and he just, <laughs> it cook faster. He wasn't used to the... <laughs> this, this new fandangled stove. Yeah, this uh, nouvelle cuisine. Stove. Yeah. Uh, um, Does he even have eggs in the desert? No bird is, lives there to egg ostrich eggs. <laughs> Those aren't in Afghanistan deserts. Right? Camel eggs? I don't know. Probably never had eggs in his life then. No wonder he was so like amazed by scrambled <laughs> eggs. No, they. I think at this point they have. Yeah. See, now talking about this, I'm really. That's probably the reason he left the CIA was because he wasn't that good. Because he got fooled by this idiot. Teaching him how to make scr- the most complicated scrambled eggs. Not even Jacques Pepin <laughs> makes scrambled eggs so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> the guy wore his like chef's cap. <laughs> the the hundred hundred ways to make eggs. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did not want to eat his eggs. No, I didn't even want to watch him make them because he was making such a fucking mess. <laughs> it was salmonella everywhere. <laughs> 
How he made it to be an old man eating eggs like that, I'll never know. Bad form. That's probably why his wife Lip died. Went all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take it. Oh, right. I just want eggs. Just give me eggs. <laughs> Can we go to IHOP? It's like, oh, <laughs> they'll see us. I'll make you my own eggs. Yeah. Don't even get them started on pancakes. <laughs> That's a two-day process. <laughs> no internet. American pancakes only. <laughs> no ligandberry. <sighs> yeah, no crepes. Jesus Christ. All right. All right. On that one, I'm going to go back to pause here. All right. Pause. Figure out what we're going to do. More gin, definitely. After that.